All right, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, Tapping the Wall. I am your host, Sean Farrell, coming to you on a stormy Saturday. Um, it has been raining and thundering all day. And um, we've been having some wicked weather moving through. Heavy rains, tornadoes, the thunderstorms. And um, hopefully it's going to settle down in a little, little while. Um, so, um, but um, has it been um, any tornadoes or... Um, or anything like that. And um, I just want to say that God is great all the time. And he truly is watching over. And he truly is watching o- over me. And um, so God is great all the time. Okay, so today um, this is something that I've been talking about and um for a while and um and I know it's still a taboo topic and I'm probably one of the few who probably talk talk about it but suicide and um and I know it's a uh, taboo topic it's a taboo topic and um not a lot of people are talking about it, but um, I'm going to share a few stories with you that hopefully um, this can promote somewhat of a um, startup. Um, when I was in high school. I was bullied because, or made, or made fun of, because I had no front teeth, and um, I heard jokes about my teeth everywhere, from the classroom to the cafeteria to the hallways. Um. I heard every joke that you can think of and I internalized it and I internalized it all. And I also had a incident in the seventh grade that was really humiliating for me. Had my shorts pulled down on the bus. And so, um, I graduated high school and I was just as angry as you can be over what had transpired over um, what had happened to me in middle school and high school. So um, not knowing that I was depressed um, and suicidal. Um, I was depressed, um, before I knew I was depressed. Um, 
when I was 14 years old, when I was around 14, 15 years old, I can't remember. I can't hear, can't hear, remember. Um, my mom went into a grocery store and it was a particular hot day. And, um, I, and she told me to, um, I want you to keep the AC on, no, keep the car hard running. She was going to run in, get some things and, uh, you know, um, come back, back out. So she told me to keep the car no, running, no, keep the AC on or whatnot. Um, needless to say, I did not do it. I sat in that hot car the whole time. And when she got back, she was really upset about the fact that I did not keep the car running. And, um, she asked me, um, why did I not keep the car running Turn the AC on? And I did not answer her. I did not answer her. Um, so that was kind of a little indication that um, I was depressed and um, probably a wee bit suicidal, but I didn't know it at the time. But post high school when I graduated um, everything that had happened to me like I said everything that had happened to me reared his ugly head when I was in my um, late teens early 20s and um, I had anger towards Everybody, I had anger towards my mom, my dad, my brothers, my co-workers, whatnot. Um, just anger towards everybody, anger towards everybody. And um, not knowing that I was depressed, um, I was 18, 19, 20, 21. Not really knowing what I, what um, what I was meant to do or what I wanted to do. Um, the first time that I thought about suicide was I was around twenty one, twenty two, and me and my parents had had a conversation about me getting out of the house. And saying that I needed to leave the house. And we had a conversation about that. And um, I listened, but I didn't listen. I listened, but I didn't listen. And so after we had that, um, I was thinking to myself, well, what is the quickest way to get out? And that's when 
suicide enter my mind. Um, and I saw suicide as the quickest way to um, be out of their roof. And um, so I actually dreamed it. And um, I dreamed that um, that I would, I dreamed that my parents would come in and they would find me dead on um, in my room. And um, um, and I would write a note, and I would have written a note saying that, well, you wanted me out of the house. Now. I am out of the house. They would get hit your, your wish. You got hide your wish. I'm gone. I'm ahead of the, the house. You get hit your wish. And I actually dreamed that. And I actually dreamed that. And, um... I wanted to, and I wanted, and that's what I wanted. I wanted them to find me dead, and I wanted them to find that suicide note. And, um, I actually attempted. So who I actually attempted suicide. Um and um but before I attempted suicide, um I actually self harmed as well. And I can remember when I was self harming, um I actually got close to a um I actually got, I actually tried to cut the vein. I actually was seeing if I can cut a vein in my arm. And, um, but no, I didn't cut it, but, um, but I was thinking to myself, if I commit suicide, who the hell is going to miss me? Because I didn't have no friends. I didn't have no, I didn't have a support system. And so I was like, who the hell is going to me? It's me. I just saw myself as a, a miserable 21 year. 21, 22 year old 
failure who was an ish. And I thought I, and I thought of myself like that every day. And um, for me, suicide was the way to uh, go. Um, accidental. Now I could have committed suicide by self harm, harming. I didn't. Um. But um. I did come close a few times. Um, I did actually begin to saw at my wrist um, before I caught myself and stopped. And um, I'm glad I did stop. And um, but. That didn't mean that it still wasn't on my mind. And, um, I just wanted to just be successful and happy. And, um, Again, I saw myself as a miserable 21, 22-year-old failure who wouldn't amount to nothing. And um, so when you know you're not going to amount to nothing, you know, my answer was just take my higher life. So, because um, I believe my life wouldn't, wasn't important to anybody. But um, I got help. Um, I got help. It took a long time. It took a long time. But, um, I eventually turned the heel corner. Um, and, um, I still have some days where I, um, where I do think about that. Think about suicide. Um, difference is that I have a support system now. I have people who love me very much. I have people who would be so devastated if I was gone. And um, now um, I'm speaking to you on this podcast, telling you what I went in through. And um, if we can just talk about suicide um, more, um, I think there would be talk about it, educate ourselves um, about it. Um, I think that would make a um, difference in saving lives.
Um, I am now a um, volunteer um, for the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And um, I enjoy being a volunteer and I really enjoy the fact that I can save lives. Now, if I can talk somebody off that ledge, then that is fulfilling to me. That is fulfilling to me. Um, and let's have a conversation about it. I know it's taboo. I know it's scary. But have a conversation about it. Um, have a conversation about it with your friends. Um, with your family. Um, teachers. Um co-workers, you know. Let's talk about suicide because um, we can't afford to be quiet. And um, we can't afford to be quiet. And um, and um, a good place to start would be, you know, educating yourself about suicide. Um, No, just look for some of the warning signs. Um, talking about what's the point of life. Um, feeling over, talking about feeling overwhelmed. Um, all and obviously, depression is one. Um, no, talking about all the death, making a will. Um, Taking unnecessary risks, um, drug use, um, taking risks like driving really fast, you know, reckless driving. Um, so I think just education and talking about it, I think will make a big difference. And um, telling this story, my story, hopefully that will be a little bit of star heart up because um, there's a myth out there that um, if somebody who is suicidal and you ask them about suicide, that'll put the idea in their head. Actually, it won't. If you ask them about suicide, in a way, they are much more re they are much more relieved that you asked them about it. Because um You've given, you've asked them about it, and they're gonna feel safe enough to um, talk about it. Um, it was a little tough for me to talk about in the beginning, but um, we know I'm telling my 
my story to you. Um, and I remember when I did the walk for suicide, um, this past October and, um, I had a few people reach out to me, letting me know their story. And to me, that made, and to me, that really made my, you know, that really touched me right there, that I was inspiring people to tell me what they went through. And that is just so amazing right there that I was able to make a difference by telling what I went through and it having an impact on you and then you reaching out to me and telling me the things that you went through when you were suicidal. Um, I'm just really happy that I'm making a, a difference. Again, I hope me telling my story, um, talking about suicide, I just hope that this will promote startup among people to have um, conversations about suicide and, um, Educate themselves about suicide. Um, number one, there is always hope. You know, there's a, always hope. There's always hope, even though you may not feel like it. You no, know, there's always hope. There's always hope. And Hope is uh, a powerful thing to, um, no, hope is powerful. And um, one of the things that, um, that helped me through was hope. Um, I always had hope that things would be better. Um, Things slowly but surely are getting better for, for me. Um, no, recovery is an everyday process. And um, recovery from thoughts of suicide, depression, whatever. Um, it's an everyday process. And, um, you know, not there yet, but, um, you know. It's an everyday process. So let's have, let's have conversations about suicide. Let's educate ourselves about suicide. And let's make a difference in people's lives. Thank you for listening to Tapping the Wall. I am your host, Sean Fajarell. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And I will see you later. Peace.